2021. It's promising to be a big one. Happy New Year to all of you. Here we go. Welcome, all you wonderful dental podcast listeners to the My Practice, My Business Dental Podcast Show, where we help dentists profit and thrive with excerpts from the clinical business of dentistry training here in My Practice, My Business. We'll be addressing and answering questions with current trends dentists and their teams face each and every day in their pursuit of this wonderful career we call dentistry. And now, the host of our show, the clinical director at My Practice, My Business, Dr. Rob Thorup. Wow. 2020. What what a year. What a great year to have behind us. I hope that 2021 is uh, going to be way more awesome for all of you. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. But here's what's fun is we are, Tracy and I at My Practice My Business, we have some really powerful things coming down. So just know that the podcasts uh, we've gone to every other week or two a month uh, not for the next uh, three months. You're going to be hearing from us every week, and many of you will be seeing uh, video uh, uh, information coming out as we're going to keep you guys abreast of what we've got going on with state laws here in Utah that will affect other states. In fact, the ADA is hoping that what we do here in Utah is going to be able to be propagated throughout the nation. And I just, I have to leave it at that. I can't tell you guys exactly what we're up to uh, because we, we have uh, some more meetings we have to attend, but it does have to do with some great laws that we are going to get changed that are going to benefit uh, you and I, but especially our patients. And more information on that will be happening probably within about two to three weeks. So pay attention we're going to go uh, a little, take a little course correction on some of the things we're doing. But today, our topic is going to be in-house membership plans. Are they for you? That's a big question. With many of you starting out the new year, you're probably going, oh my gosh, I've got to get new patients. What can I do to, to uh, boost my revenues and my practice? Of course, if you come through our training, that's a no-brainer. So those of you who have been through our training, they're listening, you know exactly what you're doing. But let's talk about these in-house membership plans. There's many companies that are out there who are selling, quote-unquote, in-house membership plans, or the administration of them, I should say. So you can be competitive with what? Insurance companies. Whoa. But are they right for you? What are they exactly, and how do they work? And aren't they just a discount plan that you're putting in your practice? I mean, can't you just do that on your own? In this podcast, you guys, we're going to discuss some of the advantages and definite disadvantages to engaging in these products, and they're both. So first of all, there are some plans out there administered by certain companies that can be reported to state insurance commissioners, which will cause your life to be turned upside down. In other words, they act like an insurance plan. They're written like an insurance plan, and you, my friend, do not have a license to administer an insurance product. So this mistake will cost you thousands of dollars in fines and reimbursements. And we've had several of our, of our clients that have been part of these plans, and they have got uh, penalized for, for participating in them. Now, the good news is there are great companies out there that have truly created a membership discount plan. 
that acts like an insurance product, but they don't meet the requirements of a true insurance plan. So you're, you're good to go with them without any fear of being turned in by an insurance tattletale to your state insurance commissioner. That tattletale is typically a, a patient of yours who works for a, an insurance company, a dental insurance company, and they overhear or see some advertising in your practice. So you do want to be careful. So why are these in-house membership plans gaining popularity? Some say they help you keep up cash flow during slow times and developing a loyal patient base. Others say they prevent patients from leaving your practice when they reach retirement age and, and they no longer have dental insurance because they're going to practices that have these types of plans. Those are their selling points. We're told by these companies that in-house membership programs can enhance your dental practice, make you less dependent on insurance providers. I really don't feel that that's an accurate statement, especially in many states, including the state of Utah. It reminds me of when the American Dental Association tried to create the direct reimbursement program that failed to launch. Well, it launched, kind of sputtered, but it crashed and burned. Dental insurance companies, they simply have the corner on the industry. And consumers believe that they're better off with some sort of dental insurance coverage from their employers. The next selling point is that in-house programs create patients who become loyal to your practice. Now, let's use common sense here. Shouldn't it be your charm and impeccable dental work that keeps them coming back for their dental care? So having said that, patients are used to having something that looks and smells like dental insurance. So I'll give them that selling point just a little bit. However, you can simply give your patients who no longer have dental insurance a simple discount. Now, you're not tracking their plans. You're not worried about whether or not they've made their monthly payment like you have to do with these in-house plans. And you've just simplified the process of retaining your patients. The argument can go both directions. Whether you give them a discount, keep them on a discount in your practice, or have a dental plan. So here's where it gets interesting. According to the U.S. Surgeon General, over 108 million Americans lacked dental insurance in 2012. And we've heard this for years, that over 50% of U.S. citizens have no dental insurance at all. And they don't visit their dentist on a regular basis either. Even patients with insurance don't, don't come in for regular cleanings, do they? So while these folks need dental care, a big chunk of them, they simply don't place oral health care as a priority in their overall health. And because of that, many dentists are implementing in-house membership plans to increase patients into their practice. And, and that's how they increase dental care overall, right? So the psychology behind this is, as I see it, and, you know, I am a psychologist, <laughs> just kidding, but how I see this is the general population will visit their dentist if they think or believe or sense they have some sort of free preventative care available to them. And this is the main reason I feel that these plans are viable. That's where I'm going to give them, if, if I were selling that, that would be my sell point. If they mentally compel patients, and I do mean mentally, psychologically compel patients to increase their oral health care, which benefits their overall health, 
I'm game. I'm in. But I'll also bring out some of the pitfalls too. So in-house membership programs could be an excellent source for attracting new patients, retaining your current patients, and while maintaining the ability to to offer high-quality dental care to patients who want the look and feel of having a dental insurance product in their wallet, okay? These plans can help practices maintain a steady flow of income from membership dues each month, which helps foster that stability in your, in your dental business. And it helps you avoid those, those high and low peaks, right? We sometimes see in our practice, like especially during 2020. Oh, God, I wasn't going to mention it, but there I went. So here we go. What is an in-house membership program? So an in-house membership program is a specific set of plans or a singular plan, and I prefer the singular plan, that you offer your patients. And this includes discounted dental care for a low monthly or yearly subscription fee, and I prefer monthly. So when your patients subscribe to these plans, they benefit from what they perceive as free preventative products or procedures, plus a discount on their other needs. That's what it is. So dental insurance has limitations on some procedures. It's what they call non-covered services. In-house programs don't have those restrictions. So patients can be told all, and I mean that in quotations, you guys, All procedures have some form of covered benefits. That alone is a huge, magnificent selling point. So many of these these in-house membership groups, they'll tell you a significant myth perpetuated by the dental industry is that to grow your practice, you need to accept dental insurance and go the PPO, PPO route. And they tell you that this is not the case. So I love the fact they are trying to, to propagate their business and downplaying PPO plans. But there are many parts of our country that are so inundated with dental insurance, you simply cannot grow your dental practice without participating in some or most of them in your area. They say that starting a business and signing up with a third-party company that cuts your profits by more than 60% doesn't sound like a good business model, right? Any business leader would tell you that doing so would be a terrible business decision. Wow, it's a good thing we dentists aren't trained in business. (laughs) I would hate to make a bad business decision. This is where my practice by business comes into play. We say, take all the PPO plans you can that make sense, and we'll show you how to be profitable with them using their own contractual rules and state laws and other methods and tools to make it all happen. I want all of you out there to know that in-house membership programs are not the only way of the future as, as taught by these companies that are trying to sell them, who bring you these programs. And, and guess what is the way of the future? I'll tell you right now. Knowing your insurance contracts, knowing your state laws, and how to be profitable with third-party payers instead of just swearing under, under and over your breath at the same, at, at them on a daily basis. So let us here at My Practice, My Business, you guys, just help you accomplish that. So th- that whole thing, that whole selling point of, of in-house plans being the next biggest thing next to cotton candy being made, it's just simply not true. But I, be, I feel you can blend them. 
And that's where you can come up with a really good business model. And, uh, and you don't have to like be worried about taking PPO plans when you know how to be profitable on them. Okay. Next thing is they say you can eliminate the hassle of working with insurance companies. That's their next selling point. So that first selling point they talked about, you know, is you don't have to have insurances. And now they're saying you can eliminate the hassle of working with insurances. We all know that working with insurance companies can be a pain in the butt for your staff. I mean, just ask them, they'll tell you. Even your patients have no idea what the insurance rules and regulations are. Surprise, surprise. Processing those claims and begging for payments wears on our team members who are dedicated to processing claims. But does it have to be this way? When we train office managers at MPMB and and front office personnel, we find that many of their processes are either antiquated or filled with ridiculous busy work processes that were taught to them by other consultants. We don't do that. We simplify the process for our clients. So what what I like about in-house membership plans is that they simplify the process with their software. That's what's really cool. The companies that I've studied make managing the plans automated with easy-to-follow processes for your members. But there still is a managing of payments to perform. So you're not out of the, <laughs> you're not out of the ballpark with Easy Street. You've still got to manage the payments, and you've got to be able to be checking on them. Okay, so... Again, yeah, insurance companies are a hassle, but golly, I wish all of you who went through our training, I wish you'd go through our training because we teach you how not to have those hassles with the insurance companies. So the next topic is do in-house payment plans really increase patient loyalty? Well, when you have your patients making a monthly payment for an in-house dental plan, they're more likely to keep coming to you. I give them that one. That's a, that's a star. They have a sense of belonging. They know they're going to get a certain benefit with their monthly fee. Just like patients who have dental insurance, who've been, they, they've been pre-programmed already. That's what's so cool. Patients on, that you offer in-house plans to, they're already pre-programmed to make a monthly fee and to be coming in for their cleanings, and we love that. And, you know, they, they come in for the preventative procedures, cleanings, pictures, and, and they're they're free of charge. They, they tend to keep coming back to your practice when they know that that happens. Well, they're, already, they're making a monthly payment on the in-house plan, so they're not free. They just psychologically think they're free. So it's that simple. But can I ask you this question? How many of your patients who retire and lose their dental plans sudden, suddenly up and leave your practice? How many of them really do that? If you're like me, you usually help out those patients by giving them a professional discount or friends and family discount on your dental services. They don't up and leave. They'll usually come talk to you and ask you if they, they'll tell you that they're losing their insurance or retiring, you know, can they get a discount? So you did that without incurring the cost from a company that charges you for an in-house dental plan. Think about that. So that's the in-house competitive advantage of not doing a plan and telling your patients that, hey, we got your back. Thanks for being with us for so many years, and we're going to help you out. So you, you'll always hear me teach that a dental practice is just like any other business. However, when, when we compare dental care services with other companies who have customers on loyalty plans and, and those that are not, 
and how much each customer group spends on products and services, those statistics are not comparable. Dentistry is not like, you know, having some loyalty program, uh, buying, you know, food at some restaurant. The majority of dental care comes from diagnosed conditions in most practices, not elective services, so to speak. Case acceptance rates are not directly related to whether or not your patient is on an in-house plan or not. So don't let them try to to bully into those sales tactics because that just doesn't happen. So cost savings does not increase patient loyalty. Great work giving your patients superb customer experiences, what we call the Disney experience, when they call and interact with you and your team, and showing them you actually care are the things that promote customer loyalty. Some teach that by showing your patient, you know, your fee-for-service fees in one column and your discounted in-house plan fees in an adjacent column. That will sh- they'll show your patient that loyalty by that fact that you are saving them money. That's, that's what they want you to do. They tell you that this process will reassure the patient of your skills. So by doing an in-house plan, you're pr- proving your professional skills by discounting your work. Oh my gosh, does that make any sense to anyone out there? I hope not. I hope not. So don't think you need to be discounting your work significantly. And those in-house plans, that's a problem. They want you to, you know, gosh, take your fee-for-service fee and discount it. Discount it what? 10%, 20 30 40 Do we need to get into direct operating cost per hour? I hope not. The next one is, do in-house plans statistically increase case acceptance? Again, they, thought leaders and business consultants, tell us that patients are looking for discounts. And by showing your patient two prices, one high and one low, and you're willing to offer the lower price for treatment, that lower fee seems to magically increase case acceptance because patients, consumers, are always looking for a deal, right? Whatever happened to the sales tactic of value proposition instead of deep discount? You can't have high quality and low price in any product or service at the same time. They just don't, they cannot cohabitate with each other. High quality, low price, no, something has to give. So why are you discounting your work? Why are you training your patients to only accept treatment if it's discounted? So you want to be careful there. When patients understand the quality of care that you are capable of providing, when they go home with documents that back up what that quality of care is, those patients are happy to pay for the services that you can provide them. You just don't need an, an in-house plan to increase case acceptance. Besides, in-house plans really have nothing to do with case acceptance. Understanding the why. Why oral health care is important and valuable is what increases case acceptance. The next sell point is in question is, do in-house plans maintain monthly income streams? If your office offers a membership plan for $30 a month and you achieve 1,000 members, you'll realize 30000 per month in reoccurring gross revenue, right? Companies who proffer these plans say it helps maintain a steady income stream each month especially during those slow times, in my humble opinion, this would be a positive benefit of an in-house plan. So I'm going to give them that one there. The next topic is, do dental practices sell for higher amounts with in-house plans? 
So there are several thought leaders out there who state that this is the case. Any business with a reoccurring revenue model is highly favored, people, by any person or entity wishing to purchase it. That's true. However, it's not going to make a significant impact with a single small to medium-sized dental practice. Those evaluations are still going to come primarily from an average of three years' collections. So in the condition of your equipment, in the health of the patient base, and, you know, the look and feel of your office. So I'm not going to give them quite that one there. But if you were a huge, you know, multi-practice, you know, DSO, yeah, that's a huge selling point. Make no mistake about it. So, you know, in conclusion, you guys, it certainly does appear there are some benefits to offering in-house plans for dental services. We finally found a company that we actually like for our practice And we've begun offering this plan to our patients with individual dental plans. We've used the individual uh, model, so we simplify it. And uh, we've been able to show our patients with a one-page statistical sheet how our plan is more cost-effective for their oral health care than purchasing dental insurance on their own. So we've actually created a document to compete against insurance plans for people who... This is primarily, it's not really for patients that are in corporations because, you know, the corporations really do a great job of, of providing, you know, plans. But it, it, it's like, but those individuals that go out and buy insurance by themselves, yeah, we can compete with them like crazy. So it's a good thing that you just want to be careful. The amount of discount that you give them shouldn't be any more than you would give family and friends, Okay. And, you know, some family. (laughs) Okay, I won't go there. Having said that, I I feel that some of their talking points are a little bit over the edge. And when they hype it up, those bullets of cells become just that. Talking points to make the cell. Don't train your patients to expect a discount all the time. That's a bad thing. And isn't that what politicians are for? (laughs) I, I crack myself up. In-house plans, uh, search them out. If you want to give us a call, we can tell you the company that we are using and have been very happy with. And like I say, we just started doing it uh, about five, six months ago. So we don't have a a lot of experience uh, with them yet. The jury's still out, but so far so good. I would definitely recommend it being not a wherewithal to get rid of insurance companies. I wouldn't use it as that kind of a tool. I would just use it as a another additional tool in your quiver, an arrow in your quiver that you can uh, uh, have to augment all the other things that you do. Keep it simple. Don't complicate it. Your front office doesn't need any more work than they're already doing. Thank you for being with us today. To learn more about our guaranteed, no-risk clinical business of dentistry training that is changing dental practices for the better, just go to our website, mypracticemybusiness.com, and surf our pages for additional information about our company. When you're ready, give us a call and get scheduled for the best training you'll ever experience. Those are the words of our clients, not us. Our mission statement is simple. We increase the net revenue of dental practices with our key methods, tools, and training utilizing everyday need-based dentistry. We believe that there's never been a more important time than now for dentists to know what we know, and that is, one, how to compete with Retail America, two, 
how to be profitable with dental procedures, especially those performed on patients with dental insurance plans. Three, how to place oral health care at the forefront of patients' discretionary spending. And four, how to ethically, legally, and morally be paid fairly for the services you provide. All of us here at My Practice My Business know exactly how to help you implement each of those talking points and more with our key methods, knowledge, and training. Our clients' testimonies say it all. If you enjoy our podcast, please leave us a five-star review. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you soon at the My Practice My Business training facility located in the Salt Lake City, Utah area. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to call us. Thank you again and have a fantastic day.